Good evening, it's the Snake River Lib. It's the 3rd of May, 2021, Canada Monday. How are you today? Thank you so much for listening. Uh, a few things to talk about tonight uh, that piqued my curiosity. Um, desire to uh, perhaps offer an opinion on them. And so we're going to be in by... Um, stating uh, in the Kansas State uh, Senate, um, passed out a committee, uh, SCR 1611, which is for Kansas to join in advocating for a convention of states. This is good news. I remember uh, a couple months ago, I got uh, was getting phone calls from this group, I believe is Common Ground or something like this, advocating very much against the Convention of States. As you know, the LIB stands uh, um, for the need to realign the Constitution, um, override uh, any number of, of uh, garbage uh, decisions and legislation that has weakened the Constitution and weakened the Republic significantly. Now, the Convention is uh, supposedly going to focus on just a few things, term limits and perhaps balanced budgets. Could you imagine Congress having to actually balance a budget? Of course, we've seen some some evidence, uh, pretend evidence of that, in this year as they've spent money like nobody's business and then they have to turn around and they have to um, reauthorize funding for Medicare because um, because the spending caps get hit and so uh, Medicare gets slashed. And so because of that, you know, they instead of just writing it in the bill to begin with, you know, they're just so, so quick to spend money, they don't care. Uh, anyway, the Senate, the whole Senate, Kansas State Senate, picks up the uh, uh, Convention of States uh, debate tomorrow on Star Wars Day. Forgive me for that. Um, for the yawn, that is. And other places in the news. Um, Caitlyn Jenner has announced that she's going to run as a Republican for governor in uh, California with the pending recall of Gavin Newsom, the current governor. It's very interesting. She was asked about uh, trans women competing in sports. And while she did not say all sports, she did highlight that that in regards to school sports, that that it gives them an unfair advantage. And so trans women should not be competing in girls' girls sports, at least at the high school level and perhaps at the collegiate level as well. I went and did a little bit of research on this, and and I found that uh, because the Lib has stated, you know, that if you're going to insist that trans women are included in sport, in girls' sports, are allowed to compete in girls' sports, that there's a very simple way 
to do that. Now, it doesn't take away any any of the advantages of a trans woman who's gone through puberty as a male, meaning muscle mass, lung capacity, bone structure. None of those advantages are taken away. However, just a simple testosterone test can, you know, you can say if you have the testosterone of a woman, then you can play. It's very simple. Or you can compete. The International Olympic Committee um, has time frames that for that identification and for transitioning to go on. Then they also have where if any transgender woman tests with a testosterone level of 10 or higher, that they cannot compete in women's sports. Now, to me, that's still unfair because a woman who has a testosterone level higher than five is banned from that competition. So a transgender woman gets twice the testosterone level Just think about that for a minute. Let's see here. Oh, shall we talk about COVID for a minute? Now, I will tell you that the Lib is very proud of the fact that from the very beginning of the rumblings of the federal government authorizing shutdowns or advocating for shutdowns under President Trump, the Lib has said no. The Lib has been very adamant about the fact that civil liberties um, were being violated all along the way and that the federal government certainly had no business to. Lib also acknowledges that states uh, have a lot of control over businesses. Perhaps they shouldn't, but that doesn't matter. Um, the, 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 the key is that right now they do. The federal government, of course, under the Civil Rights Act, took away a lot of businesses' ability to do as they would, um, which made people feel like the federal government should do more. Um, President Biden is out there taking credit. Next thing you know, uh, the media will have President Biden having invented warp speed, Operation Warp Speed, and that that there were no vaccines before President Biden. Um, The lib here is very... would not be the least bit surprised if the blue states were slow rolling the vaccine rollout until uh, uh, Chairman Joe was inaugurated. I would not be surprised in the least if that happened. No, I'm not saying that they did. However, um, uh, Don Cuomo of New York has uh, he made some very interesting comments. If you remember the Pfizer Uh, came out and said that they'd completed their trials like the week after the election. And uh, and Don, Governor Cuomo, lamented the fact that the the vaccine would be out under Donald Trump. Well, the media has, has done a pretty good job of trying to get people to forget that because regardless, I think they said today some 250 million doses have been given of the vaccines, 250 million. 
And that's good. I mean, we're we're very happy that, that, that people are taking the vaccine. However, we're probably not even halfway through the pre-purchased stock that Donald Trump authorized. So, so far, not one vaccine that's been put into an arm of an American was purchased under Joe Chairman Joe. But there's so much more news about COVID and the CDC because it comes out today. Um, the New York Post is reporting that the American Federation of Teachers, the second largest teachers union and the na- national teachers union in the country, has been dictating policy to the CDC. If you remember right after Chairman Joe was inaugurated, new CDC director in place, CDC director um, stated that there was no reason that schools could not be open at that time. This back in February. Um, Circle back Saki, the uh, press secretary, came back the next day and said that the CDC director was offering their opinion and that they would be consulting. Well, now we know what that consulting means. And the science no longer is following the science. Following the money is what we're doing now as far as what COVID guidelines are. The CDC has... has been talking to the American Federation of Teachers and have walked back completely their original stance that there's no reason why kids should not be in school now. In fact, the CDC has has made some pretty draconian statements regarding uh, summer camps, regarding um, outdoor activities. You know, you have uh, Chairman Joe threatening to uh, uh, find any kind of gatherings this year to shut down. It's all a mess. And and now we know that it's all about the money. I think that the, the teachers' unions, of course, you know, someone says the teachers' unions, are, they don't have their people in heart. And I said, well, no, that's incorrect. The teachers' unions could care, could not care less about children and children's education. They don't care. Most teachers find a way to get their kids not in public school, but into private schools of some sort. The teachers' union, which dwarfs between the uh, American Federation of Teachers and the NEA, there are no comparable groups donating money to the Democratic Party and the teachers' unions. And so now when we hear follow the science, it should be follow Mr. Smith, the science teacher, who is also the shop steward for the teachers' union in that school room, in that school building, is what they mean. We can no longer assume that anything that the CDC has states states is based on science. We now know that it's not. That it's based on the dictates 
of people who have the ability to influence. And that's what all this is about, really, is about power. It's about, it's about control. It's about enslavement. And we're going to talk about that here uh, after the break, and we'll be right back. And we're back. Uh, but speaking of money, I mentioned the uh, money. By the way, Snake River Lib, thank you so much for listening. Um, take a moment to share if you'd like. Otherwise, uh, we've mentioned the, uh, the, the money from the teachers' unions that go into the Democratic Party. Well, uh, also reported um, today is that there's a Swiss foreign investor. Um, let me see if I can remember his name here. Pull up the... Uh, I had that here, and I'm trying to find it in my... in my. Uh, I don't want to say stack of stuff, but, but the name escapes me. Um, however, um, a Swiss foreign investor who has dumped over $200 million into... The Democratic Party, not the party itself for direct elections, because that would be illegal. Um, however, he has established uh, some uh, 501c3 corporations to advocate progressive causes. Besides that $200 million, he also donated millions of dollars to groups that actively work to discredit President Trump. What was his name? Swiss billionaire. Uh, Hans-Jörg Weiss. W-Y-S-S. And this was not out of uh, some obscure newspaper. This is New York Times reporting this filing. So add $200 million on to all the other money that went in for Chairman Joe. And you start to see a pattern. It's about control. It's about control of the American people. Gun control is not about is not about saving lives. They could they could not care less about black lives. Just like Black Lives Matter could not care less about black lives that are being killed every day in Chicago and New York and St. Louis and Baltimore, other cities like Detroit. They could not care less about those lives because they're not being killed by white police officers. By the way, um, just Bureau of Justice uh, uh, statistics indicate that that unarmed black men are killed uh, by police officers at a fraction of unarmed white men. Just FYI. Um, let's see here. Oh, Senator Tim Scott. Uh, South Carolina uh, gave the uh, rebuttal to um, um, Chairman Joe's reading the other night. Uh, it was a brilliant, well, it depends, of course, who you talk to. The, all the uh, all of the news media outlets, with the exception of Fox and the like, uh, um, showed their racist colors by calling him Uncle Tim. In fact, Twitter allowed Uncle Tim to trend for hours and hours and hours before they finally decided to shut it down. Um, how about that? Um, they allowed their racism to show loud and clear. 
Um, and that's tragic because, uh, you know, Senator Tim Scott, uh, last fall when the Republicans were still in the majority, introduced a, a police reform bill. However, it was not ever able to be debated because the Democrats used their Jim Crow rule of filibustering to shut down a black man on the floor of the Senate. But no matter there, I want to spend the last few uh, moments talking about Texas for the editorial. And uh, Texas is getting very close to passing um, constitutional carry for the state. And that's an important step. Um, no more no more having to uh, get a concealed carry permit. Um, no more having to pay the fees for it. It's a beautiful thing. But, you know, there's a lot of other beautiful things that are happening in Texas, too, that, that no doubt progressives are a little bit nervous about. Um, uh, Representative White's Wright's district, uh, Representative Wright died uh, this past year of COVID. Um, his wife amongst others, is running to take his place. Since I had jungle primary, everybody in, top two vote gators. If, if, if no one gets over 50% of the vote, 50% plus one uh, of the vote, then it goes to runoff of the top two vote getters. So when they have their, their runoff for that election, um, there will not be a Democrat in play. Both are Republicans. Um, that will be competing in that race. In other news, Carroll, Texas, um, uh, they, um, by overwhelming majorities, the two open seats on the city council were won by conservatives uh, to try to unwoke that city. And the mayor uh, also is a conservative that won the election there. So moving there, also a school district. I'm trying to think of the name of the school district. It escapes me. Um, north of Dallas. Um, school board members, two school board members were elected. Maybe that was in Carroll, too. In fact, I think it was. Uh, two school board members were elected, which tilted the majority. Um, they're going to be banning critical race theory being taught in the classroom, this garbage anti-racist stuff. Uh, if you haven't heard of this idiot, uh, doctor in quotation marks, Ibram X. Kendi, this guy spouts this anti-racist garbage, uh, this the critical race theory, which is the, the lead component. But he his thing says, by saying you're not a racist, you're racist. Um, his, his theory is that if you're white, you're racist, and that's the end of the day. Um, whoever, whoever buys into this, I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand it, but it's just stupidity. Um, 1619 Project, that kind of, oh, well, that's not about racism. Yeah, it's all about racism. And, uh... Oh, Austin, the city of Austin. Guess what they did? They voted 
to restore the ban on camping in tents um, in the city limits, you know, for homeless. The, the city council now, and, you know, Austin is not a conservative city. However, yet they overturned uh, the, uh, the law on that. The people did. Now, that's no surprise. More often than not, when you give people the opportunity, um, you know, the, the, they tend to do the right thing. However, in democracies, true democracy, it's, it's, it's supposedly the majority, but it may not be the majority, but just a very loud minority that gets its way. But in reality, the majority usually is going to steer the right path once you get past the heated passion of these people that are vocalizing. It's tragic, really. I can't emphasize enough, by the way, Convention of States, how important that is. Find a way to uh, contact. I contacted my state senator, Molly Baumgartner, uh, tonight. Um, to encourage her to support uh, this movement. Um, the only way that we can get Washington back is to take it back. Um, Ezra Taft Benson, who was a former president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, uh, was very adamant about the Constitution, that the Constitution would not be healed in Washington, D.C., but it would be healed in the nation by people reaching out, and I think that the Article 5 convention is maybe just the, the ticket to do that. It certainly can't hurt. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk about in the last few minutes, um, I led the previous podcast talking about property rights and the fact that without property rights, there are no other rights. Well, that is indeed true, and somebody had questioned to me about how you know, property rights is a relatively new phenomenon. And I would say, you know, you're right. It is a relatively new phenomenon uh, simply because, you know, if you look at the vast history of man, mankind, poverty is the state of affairs of mankind until... the idea of property rights, whether it's physical property, whether it's intellectual property, which is a relatively new phenomenon, although, you know, there's been books for years and such. Um, the right to your, the fruits of your labor. These things are all very important. Um, you know, it's very interesting that, that as people accumulate wealth, whatever wealth it is, the wealthy, you know, they accumulate that to pass on to others, which is kind of antithetical to the idea of greed. Because if they were greedy, they would, all the money that they would, that they earned, 
that they would just turn around and spend. And this is what this is what society has been for for generations, for for thousands of years, is you know, the, so that there's nothing left to pass on. It isn't until re, the relative recent past of humanity that wealth transfer, other than royalty or dictators has been something that happened. Now, we're having problems with that, but I think that we can, you know, I think that, as I've always said, you can trace nearly every societal problem that there is back to government, a government action that caused it. You know, we've had progressive income taxes in this nation for over 100 years. These taxes were originally passed to help narrow the inequality gap between the super rich and the not as rich and the poor. And what we found is as this progressive code has been worked and reworked and such, that that gap just keeps getting bigger. You know, I, uh, some reason showing up on my YouTube feed uh, are videos by Robert Reich, who was the socialist labor secretary under President Clinton. He was the uh, one of the progressive voices in that in that uh, administration, and he talks about how you know he refers to people who use the tax code as tax cheats. And that is completely wrong, and that's where our problem is. Why don't you just fix the code? This is where Republicans really actually need to suck it up. They need to remember that the vast majority of corporate leaders are against them. We saw this and we are seeing this in the whole Georgia voter integrity law fiasco. Corporations are, are um, part and parcel of the Democratic Party. As property is lost, which property is lost through through loss of employment, through through uh, loss of businesses, and such, more and more people become um, members of Uncle Sam's plantation, where they rely on Uncle Sam for more and more. And the government wants people to rely more and more. That's a huge push on it on this healthcare. Is they want more and more people to get those subsidies. They don't want people to get health care on their own. They don't like they don't want health care to be inexpensive. Because if health care is inexpensive, or if they can't make you get health care, then you're not going to be going for their entitlement. Every day this COVID gloom and doom. Is it a serious disease? Absolutely. I have, fr uh, well, I have a friend, I know at least one friend that died from it. I know another that nearly died from it. But at what point 
Is it safe to go outside? At what point is it safe to say, you know, government, you've screwed us enough. It's time for you to shut up and let us be citizens where we act in our own interest and accept responsibility for same. We are not members of Uncle Sam's plantation, or we shouldn't be. We need to get off of it if we are. Taxation will have a grave effect. Increasing the corporate taxes will have a grave effect on everyone. Increasing the capital gains tax will have a huge impact on all of us. If you've got a 401k, you'll know when capital flees the market, you're screwed. And your retirement savings will turn to dust overnight. Cryptocurrencies that are being blown up right now will, will deflate. And then we'll be in a depression like a real Great Depression, like the one caused by FDR and Herbert Hoover. Plus, by borrowing, you're already stealing the future of generations. That is the federal government borrowing for your entitlement today is stealing from generations in the future. So it's always theft. It's a Snake River Lib.